So I don't know how this is going to go. I don't know about what this is going to sound like. Um, so we're going to be, this is going to be kind of more general based. And if I want to uh, change this or make a new audio recording, I will. That's just how I do the this episode sometimes, these episodes, because they are so uh, unprocessed. But uh, I wanted to talk to you about this deep problem of the illusion of the permanent personality, what you call the self, and and things along these lines that are kind of like use and and when once they exist they within themselves create or 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 become very parasitic they become very very much something that you can't control um it's very interesting i mean you can control it right but it's not in the same way like you don't want to be this at a certain point and it's really deep it's a really deep problem um actually because society teaches us and your parents teach you that you are you um that there is a you that exists and this you is a constant thing that is a thing that just is, right? When what's there's there's a couple of things that's happening here, but one thing that's happening is right, they're mistaking the body for you. That's number one, which is somewhat true, I guess. The other element of this that happens, and it happens kind of later, is that you mistake the emotions in the thoughts and, and stuff like this as you and then you assume that these things must be something that means something to you it must be something that you must listen to take seriously or something that you must like if somebody tells you something that might means and if you agree or disagree that might, must mean something about you um, when really it just means something about you in this current moment uh, and this deep divide between you in this current moment and you in general is what I'm really going to talk about in this episode uh, because you do not actually exist as a entity that is like permanent right you have thoughts you have emotions you have emotions but they're not permanent and they're not and there is no like permanent personality, so to speak, right? Because one moment you're extroverted, the next moment you're introverted. Those are personality traits, but they change, they grow, they make different moves. But because we grow up with this ridiculous, in my opinion, in ways, live that society tells you, that is kind of true, right? It's semi-true. It tells you that you... If you are feeling something, that must mean something about you. And then we kind of like do this thing where, because that that is something that we feel, that must mean that we must remember this in the future. That means that we are this thing here. 
um, and really it's just something that you were going through in that now moment. And it was explained to me in, in a video from a channel that I've talked about before called Aaron Abke. It's a, it's an interesting paradigm. It's, it's a basically noun versus verb consciousness, right? You think of yourself as a noun, as something that is, that something is basically something that tries to create this constant state or not, not tries to create this constant state. Oh, I mean, it does that too sometimes, but it, it tries to, uh, it, it has this idea of itself as a constant thing. I am here, you know, I've always been here, this kind of thing. Um, there's deep uh, epistemolo epistemological uh, problems with this. One of them having to do with the idea of the map is not the territory, right? This is a very deep point that uh, was really brought to my attention in, in a couple of videos that I might share eventually in this podcast, maybe even in this episode. But, you know, when you have an emotion and a thought, you... The mind does this thing, this you that was created. It's more like a parasite. It's more like a visitor. It's not real necessarily, but it was created. And it became the usurper of you. It became this usurper of your body, of your soul, of your thoughts, your emotions. It uses those and assumes that because of the assumption that you have the spell, um, it's a really interesting idea of words as spells. Um, and you may not believe that the words are spells and, and that certain ideas are spells. And it was something that it took me a while to really understand. Um, but it's really true if you think about it. And I want to go and I want to help you to do this. Maybe even in this episode, I want to do this. Um, but it then says, oh, this must be me. This was me. must be something that I, uh, agree with or whatever. Right. Um, and so it creates the illusion of permanency with the thought when really What's actually happening is that, you know, for instance, like a good example, right? Like you're, if you're a, a duck, you know, this is a very deep uh, thing that Eckhart Tolle talks about in, in, in less um, convoluted ways, but it's still very much based on this, where he talks about like if a duck... You know, we, because ducks can, like, have fights with each other, right? If the duck was like a human, was like a parasitic visitor, it would say to itself, how dare that duck get so close? He almost killed me, this kind of thing, you know? Um, and so we take events, we take emotions, we take thoughts, and just 
assume that they must be something that means something that we must put meaning to because that's what our parents did that's what our parents taught us how to do that's what schools teach us how to do um you know this 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 guy this uh, video this youtube channel that i was watching was really going into how manipulate how um I don't try to use the word manipulative necessarily, but how um, sneaky our language is in, in certain ways. You know, with, with words like evil, right? What is evil spelled backward? Live. Things like this. Um, it was talking. He was talking about God and how the word used to not be God. It was something different, and uh, it's really it's really deep point once you understand what he means by this. In the word itself, which I want to go into another episode, but uh, the person has to put these things down in a filing cabinet. Says, "Oh, this must mean something. This must mean that. This must mean this. This must mean," and then it has to control things to get this thing, right? Like, for instance, a good example, right? Like you say, you're, you're hungry. Um, to give kind of an overt example of this. So you, you're hungry. Your body is hungry. And so you eat. You want to eat. You're hungry. You know, whatever. And so you eat or whatever. And then your, your mind, this visitor, this parasite, which is really what it is, notices that and goes, oh, this must mean that I desire to eat I need to eat <laughs> because it puts permanency to things that are not permanent that are things that are like now verb because you are a human being not a human um, doing or whatever you know you are a verb you're not a noun you are processing you are being something um, but this self that was created is not being this it's actually uh nouning if that's a word you could use because it was big given all these spells you were given all these spells basically that tell you that you are a self this must mean that you are this and so you did something wrong and people around you go you you know it was uh the dodgy character of, the, of you, the character you, not the word you, Y-O-U, but the character you. Um, it's a very interesting point that I was making in this, this, this video called the dodgy character of you. I think it was called something like this. Going into this, and once you just really start to understand the deep points that is being made, um, you really start to understand that, oh, Oh my God, like we have been like tricked consciously or unconsciously to believe a bunch of bullshit because we were not really even given a whole lot of choice and understanding. Because like when you're young, very, very, very young, you don't have ability, you, have, you don't have the ability to have critical thinking skills. You don't have the ability to question what your parents are teaching you. You don't have the ability to question what, what, uh, your parents are teaching you about what they think about what life is and what they think about what you are and things like this.
And they teach you this not with like uh, lectures like I'm doing here. Like, you know, I'm, I'm explaining things to you. They teach you in kind of more indirect ways by calling you, 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 hey, you, come here, you, you know, this kind of thing, which creates this idea that you now have that says that you are something which then eventually creates even more problems, eventually create, can create a problem of nouning yourself rather than verbing yourself, where you, let's say, you, for instance, you get, um, you're doing a test or you um, are studying for a test, right? And you have a thought that says, oh, I'm going to fail this test. You know, if you listen to your thoughts, if you take your thoughts seriously, if you believe that you must become aware of your thoughts, and they must mean something to you, you would listen to thought and go, oh, maybe it's right, I'm such a failure, I'm so dumb. You know, when really that's just the thought based on emotion that's happening now. And it is not necessarily uh, something that is representative of you in the long run. And total, right? over the next year or decade or, or even the next day, right? Um, <clears throat> and so you believe now, because of this, that you must be dumb. And there's other deeper beliefs about this that, that, are, that have, don't necessarily have to do with your emotional state. That that, create, that are created by your emotional state, but are created by worldviews and politic, political positions and things like this. And it's a deep point for another episode that I want to really do that I'm kind of working on. That is, I mean, there's so many insights that I have from this 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 channel that it's impossible to go over all of them right now. It's it's that crazy. But, um, you know, this, this you that you think you are, this, this you that exists right here is verbing. It is being. Being is not a, it's not a, a one, you know, like when you see a chair, it exists, right? You can clearly see that it exists, even though a chair is actually changing, you know, the atoms in the chair are moving, um, things like this, uh, the electrons are spinning and so chair is not a constant thing, but it seems like a constant thing in this way, right? Um, and so in the same way, you look at you and you say, you see something similar because you see that you are aware. You see that you have thoughts, you, you see you have all these different things and you must assume, you assume that, that because this is true that there is a you, a personality, you, a self, you, in this way. When really these things are signposts. You know, the word you is a signpost. Pointing to your body, your awareness. You know, what are you doing today is a signpost pointing to, like, the activities that your body does and your mind does as well, right? Things like this, and your emotions might do, whatever. Um... But we take those signposts and don't see them as signposts. We then think that because 
this you must be something more more permanent than just more you know than just a temporary emotion we then kind of that that then kind of overlaps across different uh thoughts and emotions that you have it's a deep point it's a deep problem and uh this this whole the map is not the territory is probably one of the deepest problems that we're facing in this country in the, in the world really with the cultural divide that we're seeing and shit like this um you know the you that you're seeing right now is a verb And you, you kind of intuitively know this, right? To a certain extent. But the problem is that because of our language that we have, it, uh, it doesn't have, it doesn't have that same effect. Because when I say the word you, you think of something, you're not thinking of you as like a, a thing that is constantly changing, unless you have a, uh, a changed understanding of you. Most of the time, most people think of you as like this thing that is just a thing that's always kind of been there, right, for their entire lives. When really, in reality, what's actually happened is, with some exceptions having to do with the spells, caused by words and, and things like this and language and character and characters and stuff like this. <clears throat> but with but with those exceptions in mind, uh, not including those, you are just a, a bunch of different now moments. It's not that you are bad because you did this bad thing or whatever. What happened was you didn't have mastery over some part of yourself, your mind, your emotions, which created you uh, the uncontrol of doing something that people now label bad, and then they label this upon you, which is like a permanent thing that sticks, and then you maybe, and then you believe this label, and then you say like, oh no, I'm so bad, or I'm so guilty for this, or you know, whatever it is. Um, and the four agreements that talked about this idea of words as, as spells a little bit as well, but um, it really wasn't until I saw this video, this this uh, channel, YouTube channel, where I, he was talking about a lot of this. I really didn't see it until I watched a lot of those videos, and I really started to understand what what was really meant by this. Um, And you can you can see that within yourself, and you can make because you see that you can have this that can create this illusion that you are a noun and you are not a verb. Well, certain parts of yourself are verbing like emotions, but the rest is a noun. But actually, what's happened is that there are these spells that are constructed. You call you could call them belief systems. You can call them assumptions. That you used to to explain yourself 
literally explain yourself what you are. Oh, this is so deep. Honestly, it's... It's probably going to be something that you're going to listen to and go, this is stupid. Because it, it is so radical that it's it defies the common language, the common descriptions of reality uh, that we have. The common descriptions of ourselves, especially, because... We might say we might see like our thoughts as changing. You know, we change our minds on things, but ultimately, that there there's still a you that is not changing beyond the thoughts and emotions that are that are that is not changing or whatever. When really, that's there's a couple of big deep assumptions there where we what you could call spells, and and I really do like this idea of spells as words or assumptions or whatever, because. They really are, if you think about it, because you have been spelled to believe that you are um, something that is permanent, like a building or whatever, rather than like different verbing, verbing parts of yourself. You are a human being. You are not a human nouning, you know, this kind of thing, deeper point here. Things like this. And so, you know, we, we talk about, we, normally when people talk about spells and, and magic and stuff like this, they talk about it in the sense of like these weird words they use, like anutaputina or whatever. You know, like weird words that don't really mean any anything to anyone today, right? But if you... Just kind of get rid of the typical idea of spell that you have in your head of somebody who's casting a, a magic upon you that makes you sick or makes you ill or whatever. The basic idea is basically still there. You know, because if somebody tells you that you know personally that you are friends with and you really love as a person or maybe even you love them as a romantic partner or whatever and they tell you, I hate you, what is that going to do to you? That spells you, that give that is a spell, that makes something happen to you. You get angry, you get emotional, you get upset, or whatever. That's one example of this. A deeper example of this, right, could be something like you fail at a test, or whatever, and then you, your mind, your emotions go crazy and say, "Oh, you're such a failure," and then you believe the spell. You assume that this spell is true. You assume it's not a spell. You assume that it is reality with a capital R, which makes it a spell. Ta-da! Um, and so that's why words are spells. Language is spell. And it's no, it's no coincidence when you that the, we use the same word for two different things, right? When you spell something. You're spelling, S-P-E-L-L, -L, right? And spell. You're, you're using spell, you're throwing spells at people. I'm throwing spells at you. Hopefully those spells stick. Sometimes some spells stick, some spells don't. You know, it's not like a 
a Harry Potter universe where like every every spell is going to stick, right? Um, I think that this idea of using funny words to ca- to cast spells was an, an an attempt by some people to explain the deeper nature of spells, the deeper nature that we're talking about here. Um, or at least we can reclaim the, the idea of spells for ourselves because it's really, really important to become aware of the spells that we have within ourselves about life and about reality about ourselves and about others that divide us, that keep us from seeing what is. Because it's not like you have a spell, like you would have on Harry Potter, and they cast a spell, and you know it's a spell, and you go, oh, yeah, it's a spell. Maybe if you're more aware, you can say that, and you can become aware of this. In most cases, most people don't realize it's a spell, and they think that what happened was reality, when it's just another spell. Um... So to kind of wrap this up, because it's getting kind of long here, um, basically, in short, what we do is we divide things. We, we live in a culture that is very scientifically minded, and science is about kind of dividing the world to understand the world, right? First, it's atoms. You know, the idea of the, I think the, even the word of Adam is like a, an individual, an indivisible thing is something that you couldn't divide, right? But then they divided atoms and then they divided those things until they finally come up with like quarks and all that other stuff, right? It's a very scientific culture that we're in. Um, one would call it the masculine culture, the masculine mindset. Um, and while there's nothing wrong with doing this, the problem ends up happening where when the separation isn't met, matched with an, an understanding that the separation is ultimately an illusion to help you to become more aware of something, within the group of existence, you now believe that this thing is separate from everything else, which is what you've done with yourself. But really, there is no separation. There's no separation between you and your chair, between you and your walls around you. Because what is it all connected by, really? It's connected by air. At the very least, it's connected by air. Air is flowing around you, and air is moving from you to another person. Um, and and everything is as well as air. Ninety eight percent of your, you know, they say that within matter is ninety eight percent space. But even going deeper than this, uh, you could say as well that all of matter is is energy, right? Um, 
and this 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 video that I'm going to be sharing in this in this description goes into a lot of this and in a more in a different kind of way as well you know because it's talking about the first word right what what is the first word people talk about the first word as in like it might be something written you know something like this but like it's not written because if it's a first word, it wouldn't be written writing, right? Because we, only writing, I think, was only invented like 5,000, 10,000 years ago. It wasn't very long ago. And in the larger context of, or the larger history of human experience. I mean, I think language was created 50,000 years ago or some some crazy number like this. Uh, and, <clears throat> and so writing is very, is, is a, it's actually a very new thing in comparison to language itself, and in comparison to these kinds of different things. Maybe not, maybe not fifty thousand years, but you know what I mean. Like language would have to have been first, right? Because you have the word chair, right? But then, if you have this word chair, you have to find a way of understanding. You have to find a way of writing this word. Um, the language usually comes before the writing. Sometimes the writing comes before the language, perhaps. But like I think most of the time, I think we'll say that language is coming first. Uh, and so it can't be a first word, or it can't be the first, first written word, at least, because language is before words, is before written words. Um, and so it's not that nothing is... Nothing exists, right? It's actually much deeper than this because... Uh, and this is where we get into the whole thing because it's not that these concepts are incorrect. The concept of you, the concept of me, the concept of chair. It's that what 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 ends up happening is we end up seeing the illusion of the separateness between, um, between the concept of you and the concept of me, right? And so he really does just, just attempt to really describe what's going on with this, this uh, understanding here in this video by explaining that what's, what is really the, the one universal thing? Some people want to say that it is God, but... You know that that's, that wouldn't be the first word. That was that was a word that was created to explain the first word, to to uh, hide the first word. Basically, you know, words like God and devil, and good and evil. Those are the basic cornerstones that he was talking about. And it was really interesting because once you start to understand good and evil in this way, and God and devil, you start to really understand that like, in a lot of ways, they're both sides of the same coin. They're they're not different actually. Um, there may be different in content, um, but they're not different at all uh, because they're the same thing. And you know the word that he used, you know, is uh, it's a very useful word. You can use it as well uh, because it is something that is in everything in a lot of ways, right? Because you have your mind or your body. What is inside of your body? Goo, you know what what comes out if you cut yourself, goo, and uh, 
what is inside of like a soup is goo because it's all it's not like there's no uh, it's not like it's necessarily one thing but it is many things in one thing uh, so you could use the word goo if you're so inclined you know if, the way he explains it and describes it it's a really good video it's, it's a bit long but it is worth watching if you're interested you can just pause it and stuff like that but like goo is the first word because it is, you know, like something that, that a baby would say, like goo goo, gaga, you know, this kind of thing, right? Um, and it's a play on words because God and, and devil, good, if you take the D off of the word good, you get goo, and then you put it on, on the word of evil, you get D, evil, devil, right? Lived. Um, but you could use any kind of word, to be honest with you, it would make any difference. You could use the word energy. It's just a signpost pointing to the unity of all things, the unity of all, all experience. You know, because we have a, um, I'm not sure what you would call it exactly, a a separation-based thought process where we make all these different distinctions that have gone in these episodes that I've done in these, these, uh, this podcast and stuff like this. But we, we, what we have to learn how to do is to unite all of these things together again. <clears throat> um, and by using words like energy, using words like goo, um, helps us kind of go beyond the separation. Because it's, it, you know, when you look for differences in people, you will find them and you will get mad at them. You get, you'll, you'll think it's wrong to have this very different difference, whatever it is, in people, uh, this kind of thing. And so we live from what, I, what is called separation consciousness, where everything is disconnected from source. It's disconnected from... You're, you're disconnected from your body in a lot of ways. You're disconnected from your animal nature. Um, disconnected from your, your spirit, your soul, whatever you want to call it. Um, and you can, you can understand this in very logical ways rather than going deeply into the spiritual, right? Like if you're an atheist and you don't want to believe in God or whatever, that's something that I don't really even think needs, needs to be a part of this process, to be honest with you, because it, if you do believe in God, actually, in some ways, it could actually gets in the way of this because <clears throat> there's a lot of connotations concerning the word God, and there's a lot of uh, man-made uh, and man or mankind-based um, attributes to God, personifications of God that are are done where. God has desires, likes and dislikes, and you, you better do what he likes or you get punished and you go to hell, right? Whatever that is. Um, and so that kind of creates more of a separation consciousness than it would if you didn't believe in God in some ways. In some ways it doesn't, in some ways it could do that as well if you're an atheist because you can get stuck in the division of looking at the diff- deeper com- components of, of, of nature and of atoms and stuff like what science talks about as well. 
but it may not be in the same emotional kind of way. But it's still within society, and so you're still kind of stuck with it unless you find a way of going beyond it. And so there's there's basically two ways that I've just given you that you can help yourself go beyond it. And so I'm going to try to explain this logically as well, which is not just going to give you like words or not just going to give you um, the concept of goo and the concept of energy, but going be even beyond this. So I'm going to do this by using the the idea of you, what you think of as yourself, right? Um. And we can do this with all kinds of different things as well. So you exist, right? We can we can all say that we exist. There seems to be something here, right? We seem to be aware. There seems to be some kind of awareness going on here. You seem to understand what I'm saying. Um, something that I call the sense-making function of the mind, which is basically the... the there's basically two ca- different categories of, of meaning from what I can tell, right? There's the there's sense-making function... Uh, category of meaning which is concerned with like the definitions of things and the understandings of concepts and knowledge and then there's the kind of more personal based meaning which is what most people think about when they think about meaning which is like what does this mean for me like why am i here like why what what is my purpose in the world this kind of thing yeah that's that that would be like the second category the personal based meaning meaning and so you see yourself in all these different ways. And so mentally, those things, yourself, is connected to different things. It's connected to your job. It's connected to your boss. It's connected to your wife, if you have one. It's connected to your child, if you have one. It's connected to your girlfriend, if you have one. If you, it's connected to your dog, if you have one, mentally speaking. Um so that's one way in which we're all connected. You can you can go even beyond this and say that what is what is something that is um, something that we all have, we all experience as humans. Awareness. We are all aware, right? I mean, you could you could say that you're not aware. Um, you know, I've had, I've honestly gone to that point sometimes where I've I've gone so deep into questioning reality that I'm like, am I actually aware? Um, you know, you could do that as well, but even if you do that, there's still that, 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 that feeling of awareness, you know, you're aware, you can, you can hear things around you, you can smell things. And so in this way as well, you're, you're not, you're all, we're also connected to each other because of the, the ability to become aware, but also connected to our reality, because what is awareness aware of it's aware of different things the sounds around you so it's connected to the sound of my voice it's connected to maybe the wind blowing in your hair if you're outside is connected to all kinds of different other things right that's the aware based based part of this mental and then there's aware of course there's emotional as well you connect to others emotionally um and the physical. Yeah, because when we think of ourselves physically, we see a body. We see bodies. 
we see my body and we see another person's body and we say, oh, there's no connection there because there's all this space between the bodies, between my body and your body. But this space around you also is connecting us because the space is touching your body. The air is touching your body, right? And the air is also touching your body or my body. The air is touching my body and it's also touching your body. And so in this way, you're, we're also connected. We're connected physically in this way. Um, we can be connected through concepts. We can be connected through awareness. We can be connected through emotions. We can be connected through this understanding of physicality. Going beyond the uh, surface level of seeing just the com- com- components of the reality and uh, unifying those com- components of reality, which you could call synth- synthesis thinking, synthesis-based thinking or synthesized thinking, where you're basically synthesizing or putting everything back together again. Whereas before you were kind of dividing everything to understand things, which is good. Uh, um, you know, if you ha- have only synthesis thinking, which is what you would have if you're like an infant, like you're if you're an infant, a baby, you know, a baby perceives everything, right? It, it it doesn't distinguish between itself and a car, itself and its mommy necessarily. That kind of comes about later. Um, and so when you're a baby, you don't know how to make distinctions. Uh, you don't know how to control your own body, things like this. Uh, and so when you are a baby, you are connected to... Uh, you You are oozing that divine energy because you are... What is, what is it he says? You are all accepting because, you know, like a baby can be born anywhere and it's like, you know, whatever... I'm cool with it or whatever. You know, he can be all loving because, you know, when you're with a baby, you know, they, they, they just like ooze a loving energy. They can be all forgiving because if something happens to it, you know, it forgets in, in a minute or whatever, five minutes, ten minutes, uh, turns back to normal, things like this. That's what God is. That's what awareness is all allowing, this kind of stuff. Um, And so... The first word a baby would say is goo. And goo is within us. It's it's within, uh, uh, it's all around us. It's the co-mingling of everything together. That's goo. If you see a a soup, it's goo. It's a, it's a bunch of, it's, uh, it's goo that's made up of different things. You can separate those things in your mind but those things are not separated in the soup they're they're very much connected and so in the same way this goo is the same way in reality with with what what we are here connected in the ways that i just described to you before right through these basic categories that i just listed i mean i'm sure there's more that we can think of um right there's mental there's physical um, there's awareness, you know, things like this. And 
we need to, we we really should become more aware of the similarities between us. If we if we want to uh, get uh, you get rid of the divide that we have between ourselves and others, we need to start seeing the similarities between ourselves and others. How can you see, how can you uh, see the similarities? This is this is actually something that comes from my book, The Powers of Being, Right? This, how can you see the similarities between an atheist and a Muslim? Well, I mean, there's many things you could you could say. They're both aware. They're both conducted th- through this physical space that we're in. But more than this, they're both human. They both can suffer physically, mentally, emotionally. <clears throat> they both can have bad situations happen to them, bad events that they would consider to be bad things like this. And so in this way, we can start to see the similarities. And these similarities can help connect and unite us again. It's something we really need in society right now. Um, Because we have a very fractured society because we have been taught to divide everything to see the components Literally, my whole uh, entire podcast is devoted to do this in the mind sense, which is kind of uh, important in some ways if you want to become aware of assumptions. But you have to find a way of becoming, putting those things back together, which is really what this, I think, my new direction is going to be in this this podcast. Um, You know, not that dividing is is a bad thing. You know, not not that making these types of distinctions are bad, but once you, but if you only do that if you don't unite them again somehow. You never, you know, if you do reach oneness and, and God consciousness or whatever, it comes, it will go away because you see the divisions again. Like, oh, I can't believe this is happening. This person's doing this and this kind of thing, right? Deep problem of separation consciousness. The deep problem of not just separation consciousness, but separation uh, spells. that we have in the world. Like you, you, you know, people often say this in like a very accusatory way. Like you, what did you do? You know, this kind of thing, right? Separation spells. That's a spell. And that separates you. It separates us from each other. And so we have to find ways of seeing different, or seeing similarities. Whereas before in culture, we were seeing the, the differences Which is creating, which created all these kinds of wars. You know, why is it that, uh, and this is kind of a deeper point that I want to get, uh, harp on in another, another episode, but why is it that wars happen? And it's because, really, it's because one party couldn't see beyond its viewpoints. It was kind of stuck within the system that it has because it, it, it believes in it. It loves the idea of it. You know, it... Um, believes that it is the right system, the good system, and and it sees the opposite system that that is going to war with, and says and believes that system is the evil system or the evil race or the evil whatever it is. That's the deep problem: good, evil. These things divide us; they don't unite us; they they keep us separate. Uh, you know, I'm not saying that you shouldn't have preferences for yourself and others and things like this. Like if you don't want to be abused by a person, you know, 
probably a good idea to have preferences to leave that situation. But it doesn't mean that you have to divide yourself from the person and say, oh, he's just evil, he's just doing this because he's an asshole or whatever it is. Because that keeps us from goo consciousness. It keeps us from goo awareness. Um, and it's and goo consciousness, once you really start to deep, see, deep, deeply see what is really meant by this idea of goo, goo, you know, goo, uh, you really start to see beyond all these separation uh, spells that we have cast upon ourselves that we that we've had had cast upon us by others. You know, we've had people accuse us of things in our lifetime that like make us nowadays censor ourselves. Like, who hasn't um, been in a situation where like? Somebody might see that you're upset or something, and they go, are you okay? And you go, I'm fine. Even though that might not be true. Why is this? What's going on here is, uh, and this is something I, I, um, I, I might have gotten wrong in the past. I might have misled people because I was misled myself. This is caused because of the very dividing nature that we're talking about. Something happened, somebody did something, or you did something for whatever reason. You don't really know why. Maybe you were, your body was uncontrolled, your emotions were under control or uncontrolled or whatever. Because we have, you know, it's not like you, you're born, you have full control over all of your emotions, your body, and your mind. These things have to be kind of built up. You, don't, you can't control your body when you're born, right? And so your body's probably spazzing all over the place. You don't really know what the fuck you're doing with it. Same with your emotions. Same with your thoughts, your words. So when you're younger, your words are probably going to slap people in the face. Like, you are fucking, you know, this kind of stuff. And so you get this ac- accusation from this person that you now said that something or did something to, um, purposely or not, whatever it was. And then you censor yourself because of it because it's it, it divides both of us it divides that you and it divides that other person from you and from seeing the true you which wasn't just the action uh, it's just really it's a really deep problem and it's really something that I want to focus on deeply on episodes in the in the future because we really need to become more aware of how this division consciousness and this division spell work that's going on is causing all these problems that we're seeing and how to unify these spell works. We need to find a ways of unifying because the components themselves are not bad. You know, actions themselves are happening and you may not like an action somebody does. That's not the problem. The problem is that you divide yourself from this person because of this action and you say, no, this is evil. You're evil. You're bad, you're an asshole. Same basic principle of dividing yourself from this person rather than trying to kind of like steel man their argument, their, their, uh, what was going on in their heads, in their bodies, their minds or whatever, or emotions, and saying, well, maybe he was suffering or maybe he was hurting or whatever. And working within that framework, we go, how dare you do this to me? You know, you're an asshole and you're 
bad, and you should be punished for doing this. You should be judged by your, the world, and then people, and then that person uh, was hit by this spell that you cast, and then they internalized that within themselves, making the spell permanent. And so, when around other people, to avoid being uh, divided in that way again. They censor themselves more and more and more and more until eventually they basically disappear from the world in a way. Not that, not that like their body is gone and that, not that like their name is gone or anything like this, but their original self is gone. Their original power of trying to master themselves is gone. And so they have to find a way of doing the work that no one would do for them inwardly. Um, it's a deep problem. It's a deep situation, actually. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's really complicated, but it's also very simple at the same time. No, you know, but I'm not saying to be a doormat with people. And I'm not saying that if they do something that you don't like, that you don't do something about that. I'm just saying that if you do try not to divide you from this person, try not to accuse in this deep way that we do with tone of voice. You know, we get, uh, you know, with tone bent, right? Another another kind of wordplay that he did on one of these videos was atonement. And I was actually, I just realized this right now, actually, right? Because when somebody does something and then you start, and then you, you judge what this person says, you use a tone of voice that's very accusatory, atonement. Atonement. Um, yeah, that's deep. That's a deep spell work that's going on here. Yeah, this is this is a very uh, interesting way of looking at this kind of stuff, really. But anyways, I hope you enjoyed this episode, and I'll talk in the next one. I will be putting this link in the description to this video. It, it, it was a. It the title is kind of like you might see the title and go, no, this is weird or whatever. But it's actually very enlightening in a lot of ways um now there's there's a couple that i could share that are from this person's channel but uh i'm gonna be sharing this one because it is probably the most um the sound is the best and everything else is pretty good as well so hope you enjoyed this episode and i'll talk to the next one so some final notes on this you might be asking yourself okay so I get it, right? We we divide ourselves from others that causes problems and things like this. You know what? But how do I deal with this? If, what if somebody is being what something that I don't like? What's going? On? How do I find a way of uniting and finding this empathy, or empathetic response in this? We'd call it the Jesus response, the Jesus mindset. Um, and yeah, these are basic. I already gave you the basic techniques. You know, you could see the truth of the awareness. You know, there you're you're both aware. You're both connected physically based on because of the air and things like this, like I've explained before. You know, you you are connected mentally because you you um, you're thinking of this person within yourself. You're connected emotionally because you're having these problems. You're connected um, because both of you suffer. Both of you are. You know, 
can suffer mentally, physically, emotionally, things like this. That is also important. You both have perspective. You both have preference. Um, now, this might so- sound like it, it divides you. And it will if you focus specifically on the specific preference or specific uh, perspective that you see the problem with. But uh, if you don't, if you just see the, the fact that you both have perspectives and you are both kind of trying to live within those perspectives as much as possible or trying to live as best you can based on the perspectives that you have, then you can start to kind of unite you know, in this way. Like, for instance, a good example, an example that I can think of here is, like, you could see somebody, like, for instance, like, let's say you're a very moral person, right, and you do the right thing, you give to charity, you do all these things, right, and then you see somebody around you that is not doing these things, somebody who's very, like, apathetic, and he's just like, whatever, who cares, and he seems very lazy and he seems very unwilling to do the right thing for people and for himself. What's really going on here is perspective. Preference. You have the perspective slash preference to be the right person, to do the right thing, because you have the perspective that this is right for basic reasons. Of, you know, Maybe it has to do with your religion, maybe it has to do with your sense of duty to the world, whatever it is. Their perspective might be life is meaningless, My life is too difficult, very difficult. All these problems that I've been dealing with, you know, there's no fixing it, even with morals and stuff like this, whereas you might have the opposite perspective. And so it's not really about focusing on the different perspective. I mean, you can, you can try to see his point of view in a sort of imagination-based way, but you could easily get stuck in preference again. And together, that's the other end of this, is preference, right? Perspective and preference. Because you have a preference for morality, for doing the good thing, and the other person has a preference for not being moral. And so you have to find, if you are looking for a wider perspective, you have to look for the kernel of truth or seeming truth that this person seems to have within his mind that makes him not to do this, um, right? If you want to go that route, you can go go the other routes as well. Like I said, you're, you're both aware, you both suffer, this kind of thing. Um, anything that you can do to unite, honestly. I mean, there are certain problems with, with going too far with division, you know, because when you're uniting, you know, because I've talked about expansion, contraction, this is a bit different because you can get too st- stuck in expansion where you're like giving everything to others, but you're doing it for the recognition, you're doing it for yourself, or you're doing it because you think it's a good thing, you think it's the right thing, but not necessarily because you have that unified cult, uh, mindset, that unified uh, understanding of life that we're talking about in this episode. Um, but but alternatively, you can also be very contracted, like I've talked about the episode, the, the two basic impulses, the, the contraction impulse or, and the expansion impulse. You could be very contracted, you know, be very concerned with self, be very concerned with 
one's own uh, internal monologue and emotions and stuff like this, but also be very in that unified field of uh, understanding and of, of mind, which helps you to do something that the more expanded person hasn't been able to do, which is understand the other, understand everything in this way. Not, that every, not every, understand everything is like, oh, I know everything, but understand everything is like, oh, I, I see the point of this or I see the perspective of this and why this is and things like this. Not in necessarily a super detailed way. We're not. We're we're trying to go a little bit beyond detail, and a little bit beyond specificity here, and into unificity, if that's even a word. It is now, I guess. Um, so yeah, that's basically what it has, that's basically what it seems to require from what I've done. My my basic work over the past couple of days of doing this is involving this so i hope you enjoy this and i will probably do a part two on this going into how to do this in a deeper way because i really didn't go into it here but i did give you some guidelines and i want you to kind of work for those guidelines if you're really interested in doing this and i'll talk to you in the next episode